Good morning. This is Mark's Musings, and I'm Mark, and we are here at WCTV in Wilmington, Massachusetts, and we're doing a program called Mark's Musings, where we interview local authors and ask them about their books. Uh, this morning, we are happy to have with us a local author by the name of Deborah Martin. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you here, too, and it's a nice uh, summer day. And It's it, beautiful outside. Yeah, and we had a little rain earlier this week, but not too much, and so the rest of the week looks pretty good. So this morning, uh, I just I met you uh, recently at an author's fair up in Tewksbury, and it was wonderful to uh, hear you talk about your books and meet some of the other authors. Did you enjoy it too? Yes, it was it was very enjoyable. Um, writing is such a solitary endeavor. It's always great to to meet other authors and, and to talk to some of your patrons too. Uh, it was nice to be able just to meet with people. And, yes, yes, it was wonderful. Sold a couple books, so that was there, that was a plus. There you go, and and, I, and it's too. Uh, it's nice talking about your stories. You know, some people will say, well, what's your book about? You know, and then they'll say, well, you'll give them a short synopsis, you know, about the story. Of course, you don't want to. Uh, we don't want to give away. Give away. I, yeah, none of the <laughs> twists and turns. <laughs> but uh, it's wonderful. So uh, so tell me a little bit how you got started. How did you uh, get into the business of writing? Well, my brother David and I have always enjoyed writing, um, reading fantasy books. Oh, and, yes, yeah. and one day he was at Barnes & Noble, and we were on the phone together, and he said, there's nothing new out here. What am I going to read? Huh. And I said, I don't have anything new either, so let's figure it out. And, and he said, we could write a book. <laughs> and I was like... Okay. Well, I've always enjoyed writing. Isn't that something? Yes. And so we set out to to write a fantasy. Um, we built the world, and um, writing with a co-author is challenging. I bet. You have to leave your ego at the door. <laughs> um, and we hadn't really got into a rhythm yet, so we were like, okay, you write chapter one, and I'll write chapter two, and oh. here's the basic outline. And when we swapped chapters, we found that it was they were almost identical. <laughs> so we had to stop doing that way. And um, so now we write one chapter at a time. We send it to the other one to edit and then goes back to Dave. And then the final edits are made and then it's added to the main file. Okay, great. So uh, how do you uh, decide on who's going to take the lead in that particular chapter or do you... It depends on what the chapter is about. Okay. Dave is a retired Marine. Okay. So yeah. if there's any fighting sequences oh, yes, within yes. the chapter, yes, yes. I can write up to the fight scene and then I just write insert fight scene <laughs> and send the chapter back to David. Sure. Well, that sounds terrific. Is Are there times that you communicate with your brother on a uh, weekly basis or something um, like that? It was a daily basis. Daily basis. That we used to um, chat back and forth. Um, and it helped us define um, how we wanted to write the book. And we came to the conclusion when you're writing with a co-author, you really need to have a detailed outline oh, of yes. where the story is going to go. Yes, yes, yes. With our first book, The Rule of Atharia, had about 
two-thirds of the book written. Oh. And yes. then we thought of a fabulous idea. <laughs> but, of course, that meant we had to go all the way back to the beginning <laughs> and insert little foreshadowing throughout the novel to yes. yeah. um, make it exciting and for that twist to be a real surprise Yes, yes for yes, the yes. book. So yes, yeah. um, that was, I think we started writing back in... Um, 2008 or 2000, 2008 it was. Yes. And that book actually got us an agent. Oh, great, great. However, she decided that she didn't want to be in the publishing business anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And so. um, That's a switch. (laughs) It was right around the time when Amazon uh, offered the author platform for independent authors to be able to upload their own books. Nice, nice. Um. The writing, is, of course, is just one part of the book. Yes. You know, we had to have an editor. We had to have a graphic artist to make the covers for us. And yes. yeah. and then um, we found a terrific graphic artist, and she was also able to format for the paperback. Oh, so okay. we've had her yeah. for um, probably since, like, 2010. Okay, good. And um, so that first series... That's just for the cover and... That's for the cover. cover. And the inside of the book, if there's maps or if there's little um, embellishments on the page. Okay. um, Especially to break a point of view. Yes. There's, there's, instead of just having like three little stars, yes. we would have embellishments. Okay. And and Terry would, would do that for our books. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. so we wrote two books in that series, and the third book is in development. In development. <laughs> um, but we got tired of writing that series, and, and that's when we started writing our Assassin series. Oh, yes, yeah. Which was much more exciting for us. Yes, yes. I, I read, read a few uh, excerpts from uh, two of them, The Assassin's Curse and The Witch's Curse. Uh, so they are... Uh, um, Thrilling and uh, keep you on your edgy edge of your seat. And that's what we were going for. Yeah. Um, we started out that this was just going to be a duology. There was just going to be two books. Oh, yes. Um, but at the end of Witch's Curse, we put this little kernel of a thought <laughs> at the back. <laughs> and then as soon as we published Witch's Curse... I was flooded with emails saying, when's book three coming out? Isn't that something? So we have an audience there. We really. do. Yeah. We do. Unfortunately, we haven't um, finished the third book yet because David's is a network specialist for Kaiser in California. Okay. And yes. so his schedule became ridiculously busy. Yes. And um, so the third book is about halfway written. So we hope to get it written by next spring. And That's interesting. How, now, how do you do the background re- required for the, uh, the setting, for instance? Uh, well, we have to design the world first. First, okay. Before we even think about what we want to write. I noticed there's a map you have in one of your books, and it looks like there's a European... It's a very European theme. ...theme. And then there are, in that map, there are climate changes along in different areas. So 
you go from a desert to a mountain to a frigid to the ice flows. Ice and things yes. Like. So that yes. was kind. Of, that was really interesting. I, I looked at some of those climates, and then when you read the book, you see the people in the book go into, into the, those. So in, those in areas. Witch's Curse, there is a quest to find the legendary witch stone. Yes. And yeah. there's only one clue from an ancient manuscript. And so they have to go through all of the climates yes. thinking that, Ooh. all right, if I find this clue, will I be able to find the next clue? Oh, yes. yes so yes, yeah. um, so that book is, is um, very detailed for how the quest is um, handling the the different climates yes yeah I, I noticed in one of the battles uh, that I, I read uh, there is an open area and they're being chased by a group and they're being they're exposed because they're in such an open area and they're trying to get into the higher ground or into the forest so that they can have protection. So, yes, yes. So those are all interesting little tidbits that you say, oh, yeah, yeah how are they going to stay? That. How are they going to stay protected? They're way out in the open. Of course, they're going to get uh, shot at or whatever. Right. Uh, um, the good thing about um, these books is because David has such a military background, the, the battles and the fight scenes are authentic. Yes. Yeah. So it, it adds a, a layer to our writing that um, I think people can um, identify with, that it's not, it's not just a girl writing what she thinks the battle should be. Sure, it's, sure. It's an, actually, an actual military man yes, um, yeah. making them very realistic. Yes. One of the scenes I noticed that they, uh, one of the uh, characters has just uh, two daggers, whereas the other character has swords. And so I said, Gee, how are they going to do that? How are and they going to do that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> our, our main character, Jeter DeLongo, is a master of the knives. Yes. And um, the whole premise of the book was Jeter rose through the ranks of the Assassin Guild yes. very highly. He was sent on this very delicate mission to retrieve these two children yes. for the Countess of Berkshire. Yes. So he thinks it's just in and out, steal the babies, <laughs> deliver them, yes. and he's done. And he believes that after this mission that he will be promoted to a senior assassin. Oh, yes, yes. Unfortunately for Jetta, Twin's mother realizes that she's being hunted and has a surprise for him. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, spoiler. Jetta has this sixth sense that he should have paid attention to. <laughs> yes. He got this tingling at the back of his neck that something wasn't quite right. Uh-oh. And when he entered the building, the witch was waiting for him. Uh-oh. Yes. And blasted him with a uh, flow of magic that knocked him out. Yeah, I, I noticed you said uh, elemental blast. Is that some kind of a... An elemental blast is, is more like um, 
let's say, if you wanted to throw an item through the door or, or through a window, you had enough power behind that that it would jet the window would explode on impact okay, okay. so it's uh, like the blast is uh, some kind of lightning bolt or that yes. type of uh, yes um, and force. and actually we we have on the cover of assassin's curse we have the witch holding two elemental blasts in her hand oh <laughs> so and you can see jetta coming through the window and he's like oh uh -oh. i'm in for a surprise <laughs> and that's the whole premise of the book he actually does get one of his knives off before he's knocked unconscious yes. um and fatally wounds the mother she is terrified that her children will fall into the wrong hands because they are the children of prophecy and there's forces that want them the white witches want to teach them and develop their skills and the black witches want to use them for evil yes um the witch is dying and so what she does is grabs a hold of jetta's hand and does a compunction spell on him okay which basically means that he is now bonded to the children he cannot leave them and he must do everything within his power to save them. So that's a curse that she gave to yes. him. Yes, oh. it's a compunction curse. And he yeah. wakes up. What does that mean, compunction? It means that he tries to walk away from this apartment when the witch is dead. And every time he tries to walk through the door, all of a sudden he finds himself back at the crib oh. with the two babies. <laughs> okay. And so it's it's so overwhelming to him that he cannot do anything except pick them up and run. And unfortunately, protect them. Yeah. Protect. Unfortunately, assassins never leave the assassin guild. Oh, yeah. It's against the code. <laughs> okay. So when Jetta doesn't show up with the children to turn them over to the countess, they know something's wrong. Wrong. Yeah. And so they sent another assassin to track him okay. and bring him back so and that... bring the children. And that's the premise of the book. The other assassin is Maeve, and he is ruthless. And he's always been jealous of Jetta and his quick rise through the ranks. Okay. So that sets up the, yes. The story. There. That yeah. sets up the major conflict in Assassin's Curse. That, that is terrific, yes. And I notice, I see how you've also uh, traversed, gone from book one to book two, you know, the carry-on on the same ideas. Uh, uh, yes, on, you know, yes, from... because at the end of Assassin's Curse, we do resolve the, the main issue in the book. But while the twins are safe, Jedda's wife and unborn son has been put under an unnatural coma. Okay. And there's no cure. The witches can't find a cure for it. And the only thing that they can hope is to find the legendary witch stone, which has more power than a dozen witches okay. combined. So, they're so the that's the quest the in Witch's Curse. Nice. That, that's terrific to come up with all these little ideas like this. And yeah, brainstorming was really fun <laughs> for this. Um, yeah. and, and like I said, we, we do have a, a detailed outline yeah. for where the story is going to go because we don't want to be surprised again <laughs> like we were in our first series that, okay, we're going to go this direction now. Now we got to go back and rewrite, you know, seven chapters. <laughs> I, re I remember when I was... Uh, first married and my son and I 
we, uh, we computers were just being invented at the time in the early 70s and 80s. And there was a uh, program called CompuServe on uh, the, the, the computer, and it was all text-based. There wasn't any visual uh, computers at that time. And so we would be going through stories like this where there were text lines oh, that yeah. said, and the, the witch goes down a car and it turns <laughs> left. And then the next line says, what does she see on the left? And, and it was kind of odd following that story along by reading. Because uh, you were reading code, basically. You know, you weren't reading a narrative. Yeah. <laughs> it was, so that was my first uh, uh, sojourn into uh, reading stories online. You know, CompuServe, that was the name of that. Uh, that's interesting. That, so that's great. So this is a wonderful. So. Uh, have you had a lot of success with these? Uh, um, this, yeah, this series has, um, I would say, probably a moderate success for us. Nice, nice. Um, I think that we m might have lost a few fans because the third book hasn't been written yet. Oh, I know. They're and, impatient. And, uh, yes, I, I, the emails asking for the third book have, have trickled. <laughs> um, but I, I do have a blog, and on the blog I have all the pages for all the books that we've written, and I do have a blurb that the third book is under development and it is being written, but... Sometimes life interferes. I know. It's, it's but so, we hope we hope yeah. to have it. We hope to have it out in 2020. Well, good, very good. So, so they'll uh, your your audience will be satisfied. I know? hope so. <laughs> very good. So, so you've had good success with that, and you do uh, do some social media. So you have uh, Facebook, and you have uh, your blogs, and you have your website. Uh, so that all keeps it moving. Uh, do you uh, have uh, events that you go to that uh, help promote the book, like bookstores and things like that? Have you done any of that? Or? Um, the the latest event I did was at, with the Tewksbury Authors. Oh, yeah, yes. um, usually how I promote the book is through online ads. Yes. There are a number of ad agencies that will um, promote the book and you'll get a big rush of sales. You have to put the book on sale, yes. always on sale, yes. to help gain new readers, especially readers who haven't heard of us before. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, for example, if we put Assassin's Curse on sale, which is normally $4.99 um, for the digital version, yeah. we'll have to run an ad for the book to be $0.99. Cents. For a short period. Of for time. a very short period of time, usually yeah. like three days. Yes, yes. And that will will gain us a lot of sales. Nice. And then hopefully it'll bring new readers into our world of assassins, and that they will go on and purchase book two as well. So that's the incentive that you have uh, to to uh, increase your audience. Because yeah. there's millions of books being published on Amazon, you have to keep up with trying to bring your books to the forefront. It can be daunting, can be um, frustrating, <laughs> because a lot of the ad agencies, you can only bring a book forward once every 60 days. Oh, okay. And okay. then once okay. your book is, is out there, um, you don't always get accepted for another ad. Yeah. So you have to pace the ads and 
and try to get the best audience that you can. So you've got social media, you've got the books, you uh, have events that you go to, you have an audience, and you have emails, too. They, uh, a lot of people will write uh, and comment, and then you have to uh, yes. reply back. Reply back, and then also um, I have a newsletter that goes out periodically oh, good. announcing new books or a sale, yeah. and... On the blog, on my, um, the two ends of the pen is the name of the blog. Yes. <laughs> um, on the right-hand side is a uh, sign-up for the newsletter. Okay. So okay. people that come to the blog thinking that they're going to read an excerpt for another author see that they can also sign up for my newsletter, and I get more readers that way as well. There you go. And it's a way of advertising your yes, the, present, present book and new books. Yeah, yeah the blog is very time-consuming. Yes. I've, I've um, cut down to three times a week, and mm -hmm. I will do... Uh, I will host other author book. I work with a couple of tour companies and uh, bring attention to a myriad of authors. Oh, nice. And, yeah. and then hopefully when they come to the website to read about a particular author, they'll see that there's also a number of pages that they can read about me as well. There you go. Good. There's always a way to... That, well, <laughs> you have to try yeah. as many ways Wait, as you can. Keep keep your name up in the forefront there. That sounds great. So uh, so that sounds great now. So we've covered uh, how you got started. You communicate with your brother. He's on the West Coast. You're on the East yes. Coast. <laughs> and you, uh, you Skype, I guess, too. I saw you uh, Skype a lot or you text message and things yes. like that. So all of that. Yeah. And uh, so then you uh, either switch chapters or work on the same chapter. Uh, he does most of the fighting scenes, and you, and you help out with the. And I can I can do all of the fillers. The filler scenes, yeah, and uh, so so that's great. So you have these the uh, the witch's curse and assassin's curse uh, books, and then you have some other books too that you are. Yes, um, when we were writing, um, David's job got busier and busier, and so it was longer and longer between edits. Yes. And and so I had a couple of ideas, and so I started writing romances. Isn't that nice? That's great. And yeah. I didn't want to confuse our fantasy fans. So you changed your name? So I wrote under my first name and my middle name, Deborah yeah. Elizabeth. Okay, yeah. So I've written in um, Regency England, which is from... 1800 to 1820. Okay, yes. And then I've also written in um, contemporary. Yes. Which is which is now. Uh, now, when you do that, how do you do the research on that particular thing? Do there you... are a number of sites that will um, explain all of the rules and regulations for young women during the Regency period. Okay. It is yeah. extensive. My God, yes. And um, so. I had to do hours and hours of research. And the best way to do research in a particular genre 
is just to read other authors. Yes, yes. So I've read a pick, ton of re- Regency romances. So you pick up uh, information from them, and then that becomes formula. It, you know, then when you go to sleep at night, you dream about it. And I do. It, Unfortunately, it, I do. <laughs> and it uh, formulates in your head, and so then from that, a nugget of a story uh, uh, it comes. It forms, comes, yes. Comes, uh, um, I have one series, um, The Age of Innocence, that has three books currently, I'm I'm writing a novella in that store in that world, and I also have outlined the fourth book in that series. Oh, so nice. that's that's getting there. But in the meantime, writing Regency is is hard because yes. of all the rules and regulations. And I had a few ideas for contemporary romances. Yes. So I've written a number of those as well, which are which is much easier because it's it's today, <laughs> <laughs> and you can put as many rules and regulations on a person's behavior as you want. The, uh, I notice on your website, uh, Two Ends of the Pen, you have at the top uh, little tabs that you can click on to go to your various books. So, yes, for the various series and the in the different genres. That's nice. That's the way to just easily click from one, Right, one right. And there's also one other little um, series that we wrote. It's called The Dark Future. Yes. And yes, they yes. are short stories in an apocalyptic world. Yes, okay. Um, we were writing those in between the major books just to let off some steam because <laughs> writing fantasy is very time-consuming and it is, um, how will I say that? Uh, you have to be focused. Yes. yes. Very focused on that. Yeah. And so writing these little dark future stories uh, was just a way to say, okay, let's write something that's like 20,000 words oh, okay. and, and pull out one little story okay. in, in this horrible, horrible future world. So we have a couple of those stories as well. So you, you have quite a variety to pick from here. So, so how many books total are you, do you have under your belt, were you and your brother? Um, full-length novels, we have um, four, and then we have the short stories. And then I have, in the romance section, I think maybe I have 15 isn't that something? That is great. I, I honestly, I haven't counted some. <laughs> prolific, yeah. So you and you keep on writing, more and we and keep more. on writing. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. you know we came to the writing career you know late, yeah. much later than I'm sure a lot of authors do. Yeah, and. Wonderful, just to be creative and just prove to the world you're never too old to start a new career. <laughs> when you meet uh, your prospective readers at a book fair or somewhere, uh, what is, what are some of their favorite questions that they might ask you, or they might? Uh... I went to a romance convention um, a few years ago, and it was it was. So funny that when we were waiting at the airport, there was a number of other women that were going to the same convention, and we started talking, and um, we all had our, our our samples of our books with us, and I happened to, they say, what do you write? And I happened to mention a title, and then one of the other women said, oh, I read that 
book that was awesome. <laughs> When's the next one coming out? So, so that was that was fun. Oh, that's great. Um, I think <laughs> free the, advertising. Free <laughs> advertising, and I I think the most asked question is when is the next book, book coming, coming out? out? Yeah. There's yeah. always when is the next <laughs> book coming out? So, do some of your uh, uh, patrons uh, fall in love with different characters, or do they say they yes, love this yes? Of? And it was like, when is this person going to get their own book? Mm-hmm. I just recently um, published a second book in a in a contract marriage series, okay. and my editor at the end of the book said, when is Edward's story coming out? <laughs> I was like, oh, Amanda, I just finished this one. So time is time is a little bit um, constricted lately because I take care of my granddaughter. Oh, great. And, great. and, and she is a very active three-year-old. Oh, my God. So I, I can only write when I don't have her or when she's Family napping. always comes first. Yes, yes, yes. So I had a little bit of dry spell where I didn't didn't publish um, for long, a while. How long does it take you, do you, now when you finish parts of the book, do you send it to your editor or do you wait until you finish no, it? No, I usually wait until I till right. I finish. And, and writing it, um, it's not always in a straight line. Okay. Like I'll know what the ending is, so I'll write the ending, and then I know what the beginning is. This is what happened on the unexpected wedding. I knew what the beginning was, and I knew what the ending was. But then I had to pull the story together yes. to show readers that these two characters fell in love. There was misunderstandings. The basic boy gets girl, boy loses girl, <laughs> and then of course with romance you have to have a happily ever after <laughs> ending. So, um, so the uh, editor gets. Uh, is it a local editor or somebody online? No, actually, this I had a local, not local in the United States. My first editor is was in Colorado, but she got very very busy. And when I um, wrote to her and said, you know, I'm, I'm almost finished with this book. What's your schedule look like? Yeah. She was booked all the way through January. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then I had to find an, another editor, yeah. and I found this wonderful editor, editor in England. Oh, good. And, and she was fast, and she was efficient, and she pointed out areas that needed a little bit of help and then of course along the way she was commenting which was wonderful because it was like okay there's a twist here do you see that and 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 one of her comments was just omg exclamation mark so uh you pretty much have taken out all of the grammatical errors as much as i can can but then the editor will give you suggestions on how to say something differently or to reposition it. Or yes. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Or or this word doesn't quite work. I mean, I've been through the editing process so many times that I now know not to include earlier mistakes okay. because they've been corrected yeah. for me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, don't don't do that. And one of the things that um, you find in writing that a lot of writers have to do when they when they do their first pass through their first own edit before they actually send it to the other is take out the word that. Oh, yes. I use that a lot myself. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is, is not necessary in most sentences. It is in dialogue, however, yeah. <laughs> but not when you're describing an action or, or a scene. Yeah. So that, that was one of the things that um, I learned very early on when my first editor was like, <laughs> take this out. 
I, I belong to a writers group locally, and we critique each other's writings. You know, so there's about ten, fifteen of us in the group, and so each month we have to submit uh, seven pages of our current particular writing that, to each other. And so not only am I reading my own stories, but I'm reading ten other authors in this group and trying to edit their seven-page uh, submission. And so that's one of the mistakes that I'll always come up with yes. is you can't say, don't say that, don't say this, or, or I'll uh, explain something like uh, too much exposition, you know, and Absolutely. I'll be to explain something rather than put it in dialogue. Exactly, because <laughs> you, you always want to show not tell. Yes. <laughs> um, I've also done a number of um, developmental edits for other authors that are my favorite. Yeah. And I'll say, all right, send me your book and I'll, I'll read it and basically come up with m the comments that as a reader, this doesn't work doesn't or work. this is awesome yes. or, yeah. you know, include more of this. Um, so that's always fun. When you have other authors trust in your yes. ability yeah. to edit you, their work. Are you a fast reader? <coughs> yes. Yeah, because that's my one of my biggest problems. I'm slow, a slow reader. I sort of digest every morsel, you know. And, and uh, whereas my wife, on the other hand, you know, she'll go through two books a week, like you know. And I oh said, yeah. My God, <coughs> too, too quick yes. for me. Yes. I I I read a lot. I write reviews, and um, and then in the author community. It's always nice to be a good citizen, to to help people when you can. Like if people write to me, if authors write to me and say, hey, I'm a new author. Can I do an author interview on your site? Isn't that nice? Yeah. And it's like, okay. When we first started out, there was this whole indie community. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned a lot from them yes. and, and decided one day I would give back. And, and I wrote in this um, group. All right, anybody who wants an author interview, let me know. And how, how do you do that? Uh, that was on the blog. Okay, so they just answer questions? I submitted questions, and then they answered them, and, and I got 300 <laughs> interviews. So God, yes. it took quite a while to get yeah. all those out. But, but it's, it's being a good uh, citizen. That is wonderful. Congratulations. On Thank you. That. Okay, I think we've sort of come to the end of our uh, interview here, and so... If people wanted to uh, get a hold of you or uh, find out more about your books, what would you are you're on Facebook? You have your website, uh, and on Amazon. In Amazon, so yes. tell me a little about. For instance, do you have an email? That yes. Mm -hmm. So if people want to write directly to me, it's d l martin six okay. at yahoo.com. Okay, so that's the email. Uh, then if you have a Facebook page, too? I do. I have a Facebook page, um, an author page for Deborah L. Martin, and then an author page for Deborah Elizabeth. Okay. So we can go that way for the Facebook. And uh, then, finally, your website? Yes, you can actually go to the blog, to Enter the Pen, and click on the tabs at the top of the blog. Okay. It'll take you to all the book pages with all the buy links. And the blog is titled? How do two you, Ends of the Pen. Two Ends of the Pen com? Or no, it's, it's two ends of the pen dot blogspot dot com. Good. So those are the ways that they can uh, get in touch with you. Um, and you are you appearing at any events coming up? Or, uh? um, no, actually, um, 
the Tewksbury Author event was, was the last one that I was going to schedule for this year because I also have a craft business, oh, and cool. I have three major shows oh, coming boy. up <laughs> in October and keeping, November. Keeping you busy. I yes. am busy, yes. so I not doing any more author events. I might do a, a written interview if the opportunity comes my way, but right now I, I don't have any other plans for any more author events. Sounds good. So, well, thank you very much. Uh, well, was, thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure talking with you, and it's so enthusiastic oh, about thank your you. writing. <laughs> and uh, your, your books uh, are terrific. Uh, I've read uh, the excerpts from a few of them, and they uh, are very... Uh, you know they capture your at attention and your interest so uh, i'm looking forward to uh, to reading more about them oh excellent thank you again thank so, you i think we've come to the close of our program again this is mark's musings at uh, wctv.org in wilmington massachusetts and so uh, until next time uh, uh, please check us out again and we'll see you and that'll be the close of our program today bye bye now